0: Yeah. to tell yeah. About some things that I've been through, but I'm here Yo, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. I like that. Had some ups, had some downs, oh, You only knew level to the, but I'm here. Right here. I now stand before you. Oh, I'm here. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. It's your boy Sully on the Excuse Me podcast and I'm excited not only to share a message but I'm excited we have another day to be great. We got another day to do what the Lord has called us to. We got another day to fulfill our purpose. We got another day to grind, another day to remain encouraged, another day to be resilient. We have another day. So I'm excited and I'm excited to share this time with you. And today we just going to talk. So what are we going to talk about, Sully? Look, so y'all know I was deployed on the boat. Y'all know I was on the ship and we were coming out of the Panama Canal and going out of the Panama Canal, they had forecasted some choppy water, but not only choppy water, but there was a forecast for a heavy storm that was to ensue. And when you're in the Caribbean, all the Caribbean water kind of goes down into that canal on the Atlantic side. But let me back up for a second. So, a week prior, a week prior, I had spent some time praying throughout the week that I could center myself on God, that I could spend more time with God, that I can deepen my relationship, open me up, open my heart. Let me spend some quality time with you, Father. Let me spend some quality time with you and open this up. Let me really center myself on what you have called me to do and the things that you have in front of me. So let's fast forward. So we go into the storm and I start getting some seasick, even though I had some seasickness pills and stuff inside of me. We were rocking so hard between the 10, 12, 14 foot swells along with the storm and everything like that, that I was still getting not nauseous, but I was uncomfortable and my equilibrium was off. And so the boat captain, the civilian captain and my commanding officer said, hey. Not only do you need to be in the center of the boat, but you need to be in the lower center of the boat. The lower you can get, the better you will feel. And we have this space that's being unused right now. So why don't you go to that space and you might feel better. And so after three days, I stayed in that space and I'm gonna tell you that I clinged to the walls, I clinged to anything I could grab, I clinged to chairs, I clinged to my bedside, and I ate as many peanut butter sandwiches as I could because I couldn't really eat more than that. And so, After the three days had ensued and after the water broke up and the current settled down and the storm went away, I was in the center of the boat. And not only was I in the center of the boat, but for the next two weeks, I had that space to myself. And why is that important? Because God centered me on the boat. And I was able to center on him for the duration of the trip. For the rest of the duration of the trip, I was able to deepen my relationship with Christ. I was able to pray. I was able to meditate. I was able to read and he was able to show me some things in his quiet space that otherwise I wouldn't have visited had I not gone through that storm. So he centered me in the boat and I was a, he put me in position in the midst of the storm and I was able to center on him. So what is being centered on Christ look like? It looks like a lion's den. It looks like a fiery kiln. It looks like persecution. It looks like a cross. It looks like going up on a mountain seeing Jesus transfigured. It looks like praying in the dark. It looks like bringing down the walls of Jericho. Like being attacked while building the walls of the holy city. Like getting your, your flesh being tempted on a daily basis. Looking like miracles in your life. It looks like breaking chains. looks like Walking to a tent and having a face-to-face conversation with God. Looks like being in chains and delivering other people to Christ. Looks like keeping depression and suicide thoughts at bay. Being centered looks like all these things and more because being centered doesn't take you out of the world, but it separates you from it. Let's look at the hurricanes. Like I'm down here in the Keys. Like they talk about hurricanes. We in hurricane season. Let's look at the eye of the storm. It is the most peaceful place. And at times the sun is shining. It could be uber beautiful in this place, but there is nothing but heavy force winds going hundreds of miles an hour and chaos surrounding it. And this is how we've been called to Christ in a world that is spinning with turmoil. But when we consecrate ourselves within Christ, we're postured within the eye of the storm. We're centered within the eye of the storm. Things do not stop because we've centered ourselves on Christ. Because we've given our all to Christ, life doesn't stop. We're still in the midst of it, but they can become clear. He can guide you more and he he will even shield you from things according to his will. When we put God first in everything, we submit everything to God. That's everything. He's the Alpha and Omega and everything falls within his dominion. But it's something different when we submit ourselves, when we have the will and we follow his will. We make a choice. Matthew 6, says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Another translation says, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Seek to seek to go in search of my heart was in search of Christ the week earlier. That's why I brought it up. I was constantly searching to be with my father to acquire, to gain, to aim for. I am seeking the kingdom. And it sounds a little bit like salvation, doesn't it? We're seeking the Father. We're seeking to turn away from our lives of sin. We're seeking to walk a better path. Seek first the kingdom of God. Stop worrying and start praying. Start leaning on God and believing. So to get more context of this verse, because I know this is a highly quoted verse, but let's break this down even more. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start reading at verse 25 in Matthew 6 for those that wanna follow along. And it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Do you have little faith? So do not worry saying what we will eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for pagans run after all these things. Pagans run after all these things. The world runs after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. What did I say in verse 33? But first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. This is added later. Seek the kingdom of God first. The kingdom comes first. Verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Because we can only be maximized when he is magnified and when god is magnified in our life everything is illuminated by his glory and then you say that's easier said than done sully and i say duh that's why i preach grind that's why i scream sweat equity kevin too that's why we say be your best be every situation today That's why we shout God with everything that we do and touch because narrow is the gate. Small and narrow is the path that leads to life and only few find it. Then you might say, why even try? Easy, because Jesus didn't die just for the small amount of people. He died for everybody. He wants everybody to make the choice. It's free to choose God, but only some do. He chose you, but not everybody chooses him. It comes down to the simplest denominator, as Kevin would say all the time. It comes down to the simplest denominator to the choice that you make. It's a choice to center God over your life. Find God. Find the path. Find your gate to greatness. And we'll see you on another Maximize the Moment. Let's get it. But I'm here. Still got some circumstances. I'm still here. But I'm still here. Disappointments. Yeah. I am here. Uh, uh. Ah, have some scars. But I'm here. I am here. Circumstances. circumstances. I'm still here. But I'm still here. Ah, Disappointment. uh, many disappointments. Ah, uh, let's take it out. Get again, you